five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Home podcast, your premier podcast covering the Toronto Defined End of Anchor Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Strife. Welcome, Omni. Hello, hello. I'm sorry if I sound a little bit uh, disoriented and shaky. I'm just too excited. Just uh, <laughs> finished watching the Suns game. If you are an NBA fan, you know what happened. Woo! I don't know what happened. I am not a fan of the game. Well, we just we just got a, a very tough win at right at the end there. There was an uh, inbound to a dunk game winner. It was very um, very tough. We beat uh, the Los Angeles Clippers and the referees in this game, so I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, oh man, it was a a two v one. Oh, one of know, those. Yeah, yeah. The threat match. Huh? Hell yeah. Yeah. The um, I mean, I. I I watch more hockey, obviously, than basketball when it comes to traditional sports. But some things translate. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, like, yeah, well, they beat the team in the rest. Oh, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty consistent. Oh, man. You know, I wonder if there's an equivalent in the Overwatch League to sort of the buzzer beater. Hmm. That would okay. be like a reverse buzzer beater with a C9, I think, or a back cap. I don't know. Yeah, like, I think back cap might be the closest, but... We don't see that too frequently. I mean, the C9, I, you're right. I guess that could maybe qu- apply. Like, it's, it's yeah. different context. And, t- like, there's I no, mean, like, Rocket League scored a goal buzzer beater yeah. type thing. There was also, like, kind of a C9 in this game, too, where uh, the Clippers, they were up by one. And their star player went to the line to shoot two free throws. And he missed both, giving us the opportunity. Maybe that's kind of more of a, you know, a C9 sort of thing. Because that's, like, a negative thing. But. Yeah, well, it was okay. crazy. I mean, missing both, I wouldn't say that that's a C nine. A C nine would be maybe you know losing your your check and <laughs> probably or going or better yet going the wrong direction up the court. We'll figure it. We'll figure this out. I, I I need to think about this a little bit. What would the equivalent be? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I'm going to empower the the hive mind of all of our listeners. I mean, they they are a very a bright bunch, so I think they'll be able to to come up with sure. much better examples uh, than than you or I can. Uh, speaking of uh, better examples, though, uh, competitions back. We got Overwatch League action, Summer Showdown, uh, play-ins or qualifiers or. I don't know what the technical term is. They kick off this weekend and uh, both Toronto and the Vancouver Titans are going to be uh, in action. In fact, lots of games. Each other. Mm-hmm. We'll get into uh, what we expect to see from both of those teams. Uh, both teams have also been uh, pretty busy over the couple uh, last couple of weeks uh, or a couple of weeks last week because we had an episode last week late. And, uh, and then obviously in the uh, Overwatch League, uh, we've got some, uh, some adjustments to talk about. Uh, we've got a challenge in the game to get into. So, you know what? Let's just start pushing the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. The Summer Showdown starts on Friday. And for the first time in, gosh, a long time, the Vancouver Titans are not playing on Friday afternoon, <laughs> yeah. uh, which, you know, I mean, it seems to be that they're always in these Friday matches, Friday afternoon matches. Yeah. I think Toronto may have had one, but neither, neither will be playing on Friday. No, we have to wait until Saturday for the Toronto uh, Defiant to take on the, the Florida Mayhem and then uh, the Vancouver uh, t- uh, Titans taking on the Boston Uprising. Yeah, not only that, um, it also feels like it's always the, you know, the opening game for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, Probably the, the, not true, but it feels like it is. The Titans at 12 noon Pacific <laughs> on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know, looking at this, this summer showdown schedule uh, for both the, the Defiant and the Titans, um, one might argue the Titans have the easier schedule, though obviously that's relative. The Vancouver Titans are on paper and by performance, the the weaker of the two Canadian teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think both teams are going to be hard-pressed against the competition they uh, face kicking off this uh, summer showdown. So let's talk a little bit about the Toronto Defiant and the Florida Man. They kick things off on Saturday, 1.30 p.m. Pacific, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. And I don't know what to make of the Defiant going into this match. Like, obviously, 
what we saw to the June joust was a, was mm-hmm. a team, unfortunately hindered, um, by uh, COVID-19 and, uh, and, and seeing adjustments being made on the fly so that they could actually play. There's been considerable time since their last match. So they've been able to go and sort of work together as a team. And I would have to think they're going to sort of show up with maybe not so much a chip on their shoulder, but an expectation to prove that they aren't sort of the lower tier team that many people are considering them to be right now, based on that June just performance. And instead more of the, the mid tier team or what we often refer to as sort of the gatekeepers. Sure. Yeah. The, the, looking at this game though, it's, there are so many variables, right. That we cannot really account for. Uh, first of all, everything that you just said can be said exactly the same way for the Florida mayhem. In fact, I think both teams are right now standing at like a four and four record and uh, the same, uh, uh, very similar stories going forward. Like Florida, I'm sure, also wants to be known as as better than what they are right now. And and there's also the variable of of going into a new stage without the hero pool, so we don't really know what the meta will be exactly. And there's a new patch, and yeah, it's it's a good test going in for sure. Everybody will be able to, a, a little bit uh, maybe rusty. I want to say after uh, not. I mean, played for so long, but it's, it's definitely a match to look forward to. Mm, we'll the see other thing. Yeah. And I, I agree with you there. I mean, the, the Florida man, Toronto defiant are sort of in, in similar positions. So defiant, you could say have somewhat of an excuse as to why they happen to be there. Ma'am, not so much. Um, but a, a player that I'm curious about is aspire. Um, if I understand correctly, he was on a, a temporary 30 day contract. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I'm not a math wizard here, but I'm kind of thinking he's, he's coming up to those 30 days. I want to say it's, it's been about, uh, about three, three and a half weeks ago. In fact, just looking online, uh, he signed on May 27th. So if we were to consider that to be, you know, a 30 day contract, well, gosh, darn, those 30 days are, are coming up pretty quick. Like this mm-hmm. is this can you know conceivably his his last few days are the are the Toronto Defiant going to sign him keep him for the remainder of the the season? Um, I mean we we're used to the Vancouver Titans leaving things to the last minute. Can't say the same about the Toronto Defiant. Yeah, because I think he also played already for the American Tornado back in the when when the contenders went on again. Um, so it's it's a it's an odd situation. Obviously, he was brought into fill in for logics who was out with the you know the COVID situation that uh toronto had but he played really really well i mean mm-hmm. you couldn't <clears throat> fault him for uh not performing not only to the expectations that they had before him but even better i think nobody expected them you know to, at least on his uh uh and whatever he had under control they didn't lose a beat there with with him just being tossed into this uh, very difficult situation. So I, I truly hope that he does get signed. Um, maybe if it's not with Toronto, maybe with, with even another uh, team. But I think like, yeah, why, why not with Toronto? It's uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, to, to hearing, you know, or any news uh, coming from that front. And, and like Toronto, they, they are known to be the type of team that, you know, they, they don't, uh, they're not afraid of <clears throat> putting some trust into, you know, lesser known talent, mm-hmm. but, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, I, but that wait and see is days, right? Yeah. I mean, we're <laughs> obviously recording here on a, a hey, Tuesday but, evening episode goes live on Wednesday. And I'm, again, I, I'm, I'm trying to count the days quickly in the calendar here and, you know, but, one month would be the 27th. That's one calendar month. Yeah. Uh, so, I believe like 25, 26 is when that contract would be up. Mm-hmm. It's an odd situation to be in with uh, in regards to the Toronto Defined, but I mean, we're used to that uh, from, from the Titans already. No, I know. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, for, for you and I, it's, oh, this is, all the teams yeah. do this, don't they? Yeah, they, no, nobody the owes us really. nothing. We're just here like scavenging for, for crumbs falling off the table. Yeah. The, um, the fact remains, though, Toronto Defiant are, are taking on the Florida Mayhem. We believe the Toronto Defiant are, are uh, in better or, or good health. And when you sort of compare the two rosters side by side, I, I actually feel Toronto has better depth than the Florida Mayhem, which might be a hot take considering 
the likes of OG, BQB, Slime, Gargoyle, Yaki, um, what have you. But the the fact remains, Toronto has shown that when they're on the top of their game, they are a top team. Whereas I feel Florida has shown that they can be a top team, but they seem to be more lackadaisical in their approach. Sure. I, I can agree to that. And but I can also see like how people might not agree with that. Uh, it, it's not that big of a gap, regardless if it exists. No. Or not. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I'm, I'm a homer here being that. Uh, we're I never. A- we're, come on. We're professionals <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, well, you're the professional me, not at all. <laughs> I'm a professional um, homer, maybe. Yeah, but uh, no hero pulls either. So all heroes are on the board. I right. I expect we're going to see Reinhardt um, more often than uh, uh, than we won't. Um, where Hope I so. think the you know change will be is as to you know who will be that Reinhardt off tank matchup, and considering how much we saw the echo diva combo go. Um, yeah, I kind of wonder if we'll see that kind of, you know, matrix play with a shield, which I don't feel they play well with each other, but Hey, if anything, mm. if Reinhardt comes back, maybe we do see less of the, the echo diva play where it's nerf this, nerf this, yeah, nerf this, nerf this. I'm sure some teams will try and we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, uh, we did see at some points, I think even this year that Ryan and diva can work uh, together. Yeah, I think it will depend on the map more than yep. anything, especially when there are no limitations to the hero pool. Yep. Um, if Reinhardt is the main tank of choice, I have to feel that uh, the Florida Mayhem may have an edge. I feel OG is a, a better Rhine than, than Sato. Is this a hot take or or am I maybe uh, on It's a lukewarm here? take. Mm. I think they're and- evenly matched, to be honest. OG... Uh, I feel like we're talking about these guys uh, in relation to a lot of their past uh, like uh, performances, and they've kind of expanded their hero pools uh, with the maybe the adverse effect of not having the same peaks that they had in the past, <laughs> but they kind of feel more solid across the board instead of being like a superstar on, on a two or, th- or one tank in particular. Sure. Um, who do you have winning this one? I'll go with Toronto. What's the score? 3-2. All right. So that's what I was going to say. I was going to say 3-2 Toronto. The Cowards pick. Yeah. Yeah. No. Three, two. <laughs> well, I think the Cowards picks 3-1. Uh, huh? I think 3-2. Three, I think 3-2 is, is, a, is a decent pick. Yeah. We'll see. But uh, no, we have the Toronto Defiant beating the Florida Man 3-2. Both of us have agreed, so therefore it is. The match following that one is the Vancouver Titans uh, with Boston Uprising, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, which again, uh, keep in mind uh, with the Overwatch League, the matches themselves are not appointment viewing. The entire weekend is the appointment you need to keep, so matches may start earlier or later, depending on how the rest of the day goes. Vancouver Titans also back in action after a, a long break against the Boston Uprising team that had a relatively good June joust. Yeah, um, they've been on the uprise. See what I did the there? Uprise. <laughs> the uprise have been uprising, or the uprising have uprisen? Uh, they have a prison, yeah. they. Oh, that sounds like they have a prison. Anyways, I think they're uh, getting better. Uh, I don't think the Titans uh, are going to get their first win here. But I'm going to go with the brave prediction for breadsticks this time. Oh, okay. Well, so we don't know what the breadsticks conditions will be. So in the June joust, they introduced, or late in the June joust, they introduced (laughs) the, if a support player gets a boop, breadsticks are awarded. And unfortunately for the Vancouver Titans, the only person getting booped was fire. Hmm. Um, So that, that might be back in action. We don't know. I mean, I, you have to presume Map five breadsticks are still a thing. Yeah. I, I, I either way, even if they change or add some some sort of rule, I predict that this rule is gonna be met and we we are going to see breadsticks uh deluge in the chats and, and yeah, we're finally gonna reach that faithful day, the promised land of, of breadsticks. So you think so you think we're gonna get match five, like map five breadsticks here or boot breadsticks? Either one, it doesn't matter. Maybe they're even. Maybe they'll come up with a third rule, but whatever it is, we're gonna see it. 
Yeah. I think with the fact that uh, we're going to see Reinhardt back in action means we're going to get more fusions um, over a stand one. Ooh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Right. And I, I mean, I think we'll see both because I believe it really comes down to who's the, who's the main tank of choice at the time. I think we'll see Punk and, and Gable C sort of switch back and forth depending on, sure. again, the, the main tank pick. I feel Punk sort of better complements fusions, but that's very small sample size. Obviously, Stan 1 and Gable C have been the, uh, the two of the June Joust. Mm-hmm. I, I look at Boston. Um, I am 37, Valentine. I mean, we're even, you know, and really not even talking about uh, checks here, but Color Hex is, is in the mix. Like, I, I look throughout their lineup and about the only area where I feel the Vancouver Titans have possibility of maybe an edge is, is on DPS, but that's a stretch. That's where Lynx or Dalton start popping off, Taru popping off. Yeah. Unfortunately, that has been a common theme. It felt like uh, the rest of this squad maybe not gelling enough or mm-hmm. maybe supports don't really know where to push uh, resources into, and that's why tank lines and and hit, hit, and the DPS lines have been like kind of getting getting their way with us. Uh, yeah. Uh, with whenever it's uh, Dalton and Teru, yeah, on DPS we're competing pretty well. Uh, but other than that, not not much, uh, not not a lot to take away from from the past games that was po- that would be looked at as in a positive uh, way. But not only that, but we had like a very brutal. The, the Titans had a very brutal uh, schedule in the last stage. Hopefully, we see some more uh, competitive games from them this uh, time around. It, it's it's bound to happen, right? Right. Uh, right i i I don't (laughs) want to be the the hater that i am right now with the vancouver titans but the difficulty that i i i see is a team that is still trying to figure things out sure um right like they're they're obviously establishing chemistry we know that this is the case sort of based on what we've seen sort of off match or or sort of in those these longer breaks but it feels like they're an expansion team, you know, like that collection of different parts that yeah. are being brought together. And then in the hope that things will work out, the problem is they're not, and they're going up against a team in the Boston uprising who arguably a good portion have been together for some time. They've been to battle. Um, and they've also shown that yes, they can make a lot of big mistakes and fail, but they've been able to also show that when they pull things together, they can actually play not only competitive, but uh, um, play to win. At what point have we seen the Vancouver Titans be in a position where you're like, wow, I think they could win this. Like I, I was actually thinking about this, this season, the only match that I can think of where you and I were like, wow, was against the San Francisco shock where the Vancouver Titans got beaten. But they played with an edge we had not seen hmm. all season long. True. If this one and do that more, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I definitely agree with you. There are some glimmers of hope, and I'd say another would be that game against Washington, uh, if I recall correctly, mm. was like uh, okay by our standards. But you're right, they. Sometimes it works. They're winning fights. It's possible. But but on the other side of things, like, hey, until we see that win, nothing really matters, right? Yeah. We're 0 no, and, and, oh and 8 right now. And unfortunately. I think they're going to be 0-9 after this match against Boston. Probably. Probably. Right. You know, and there's, there's those that say, oh, I'm seeing steps forward. I'm seeing progression. I'm seeing positive. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, experiences with them. And I don't disagree. I think there has been some progression. The problem is <clears> this <throat> team is progressing at best yeah. at pace to those in front of them. They're not progressing faster than anyone else, but that, that to me is the optimistic take is that they're progressing at the same pace. Yeah. I feel the more realistic take is they're progressing, unfortunately, slower than other teams. Mm-hmm. And when you're at the bottom of the table as they are, that does not help. If Here's, there's one variable that we can't speak to, Changsik, Reinhardt, I haven't a clue. Right. It, let's just say it how it is, right? Uh, they're not going to make uh, the summer showdown or any like uh, uh, 
um, tournament <clears throat> in this season. So the Are only thing, win? what do you mean? Do you think the Titans oh. will get a win this season? Oh, so yeah, that's what I was going for. Uh, and and the only teams that they like looking at the table or other teams that are available, they might get a win against the Spitfire or the Eternal. But even those teams, kind of, we had we had that what shot, they- and then they they beat us. So, um, well, not the Spitfire, but I was going to say Eternal beat you know, the, Eternal, the Titans, Titans. Uh, both Eternal and Uprising. They have like way more things going for them uh than the titans so far so it's only a matter of uh, either some team just collapsing or the titans just suddenly becoming a much 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 better team than they have been so far or just waiting for that game against the spitfire and like oh yeah we we got one win or we don't get that win and and that's what it is and and that's that's a season for the titans that i'm sorry to say it but that's how it is yeah uh what do you think the score is you're predicting breadsticks so you're you're gonna say this is three two for boston Sure, I'll say it's three two for Boston. Oh man, I'm I'm just being optimistic after this entire like uh, you know speech that I gave right now. I'm I'm okay. gonna, gonna do a one eighty and <laughs> and hope for a for a honorable loss. Okay, what, what, I, was I, the, was the, what was the meme before? Uh, they call it uh, an Xbox three sixty because you take a three sixty turn and you go the other way. So okay, but that's I'm, the, I'm taking the one eighty. The 180, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the score for me, it's going to be 3-1 Boston. Um, I, I give Vancouver a hope to take a map. They always, like, okay, June Joust, they didn't. But they seem to be able to go and string things together in a control map where like, wow, okay, hmm. yeah, this Titans team showed up to play. And then they proceed to make a ton of mistakes and lose yeah. the, the subsequent map. So I'm going to give it 3-1 to, to Boston. There are not going to be breadsticks for a map. I can't predict boops or no boops. Um, but one thing I will point out, I have absolutely no idea if this is the case, but based on other sort of incentives I've seen that, uh, involve things like breadsticks, don't expect to get free breadsticks without some accompanying purchase. <laughs> the likelihood is, is you're going to have to buy a, a full pizza to get you your breadsticks. And if that's a good enough deal for you, great, but just, just, you know, Set those expectations right. But then who knows? Maybe the Vancouver Titans will will be handing out breadsticks down at the Raj or something like that. And I guess if we're doing that, you might might as well just get the breadsticks, you know, buy them and don't buy the pizza because you're going to end up spending money anyways. Exactly. And you could probably get a better <laughs> deal on the pizza, like, a, you know, a much better promotion than free breadsticks. Probably. Anyhow. Probably. Um, fast forward to Sunday at Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans take on each other 3 p.m. Pacific 6 p.m. Eastern the Battle of Canada part two and um yeah so Toronto's gonna win this one yep three one I say involved no okay I was gonna say see I I I kind of felt like I'm thinking I'm hear me out here I want the Toronto Defiant to sign bumper I want to, I oh, want to wow. give Bumper a 30-day contract. I want him on Reinhardt, and I want to see the Vancouver Titans lose to the Toronto Defiant 3-0. <laughs> yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, yeah, no breadsticks there. Maybe Beaver Tails? Beaver Tails. Maybe. Hey, Beaver Tails are solid. Yeah. Granted, Beaver I only get nice. them like during the P&E out west here, but like <laughs> in Toronto, they're everywhere. Right. Or at least I, I, let me rephrase that everywhere that I happened to go, beaver tails were an option, Mm -hmm. but uh, no, I I, let's in seriousness, I think three, one is a fair score for the Toronto defiant. Um, There's no reason for me to believe that the Vancouver Titans have improved enough or that the Toronto defiant have fallen apart since that first battle of Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as is my practice in game, Whomever wins the last battle of Canada is the profile picture that uh, I I wear. And uh, I think the Toronto Defiant are going to be well represented as a result. Wow. Major things at stake here. I mean, let's be honest. I haven't had a Vancouver Titans profile pick in game for a long time. That's true. But, uh, but no, Toronto Defiant are going to keep that uh, coveted light force profile pick in <laughs> Overwatch. <laughs> Making a weekend out of it, though, Toronto and Vancouver got together and uh, they decided to set up a staff match, which I think is kind of cool that the organizations are now sort of working uh, collaboratively in this space. 
I don't know which of the staff will be playing. That, those details have not been shared. Uh, but Thursday evening, uh, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, the Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant staff will be facing off. Uh, I would imagine both teams will be streaming that content on their respective channels. Uh, I don't know if they'll have uh, uh, play-by-play. Uh, you and I have not been asked to do it. <laughs> no. Just <clears throat> a shame, but uh, It'll be we f- are. Fun to uh, maybe hear the players themselves uh, commentate oh, on that. Oh, I didn't be think cool. about that. Yeah, no, getting the, the, the players' uh, commentary. That would actually be kind of cool. <laughs> Put on uh, FRD there and uh, maybe Logics from the other side. That'll be cool. Well, I mean, I, I, it could be one stream where they could have sort of two different streams, kind of like, you know, how like traditional yeah, sports yeah, yeah. has your, your home broadcasts <clears throat> or what have you. <clears throat> oh, okay. You know what? The fact that you and I have not been invited to do the, uh, the casting does not upset me if the plan is to have the players do it. Sure. That yeah. makes sense. Um, but no, again, Thursday afternoon, 5.30 PM, uh, Pacific 8.30 PM, uh, Eastern. So for a Thursday night, uh, as well. So make sure you tune in, cheer on your respective team of choice. Um, more news, and this actually has to do with the Toronto Defiant. On uh, June 19th, uh, Beast had himself a happy <clears> birthday, <throat> and two days later, he announced his retirement, which frankly caught me by surprise. Um, the announcement came out, and people are like, oh, that's okay. Uh, and then uh, Beast had sort of shared that he had lost his passion um, for the game and has decided to, to step away. And that's no different than many people before him, many players before him who stepped away. It's the loss of that fire, that passion. Yeah. And frankly, I applaud a, a kid because that's, that's what he is, especially to someone like me, who's old um, for, for making a tough decision. You know, there, you, life is too short to not do things you're not passionate about. Right. It's hard to sustain that fire and passion when you're not seeing playing time at all. And <clears throat> I don't think he's going to see any, you know, if he had stayed, yeah, it's, it's sad to see him go, but you know, it well, is he what it is. And my birthday was yeah. on the 21st. Should I retire on like on the 23rd? Well, that would be tomorrow <laughs> or today yeah. when people are listening. Well, if you happen to retire, if you pull a Sam on me, um, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure I can run a one, a one man RSP, uh, like sir, Dr. JM uh, does with one man watch point. But uh, maybe there's a collaborative space. Well, if, if you, you, if you go back enough in the archives, you you just might find those episodes. Oh, it was like the first episode, I think. Yeah, I think there were I, like I believe maybe you, two or three. Uh, okay, maybe, maybe. But like I'm thinking back, the first episode was, um, I want to say you joined me for one, Sam joined you for another, and then the three of us started running with it for... Ah, uh, uh, that's yeah, right. You had back. those uh, short things before the fully fledged episodes even before where you talked about like news and rumors before that a little bit yeah yeah gotta go way way back way okay way, i guess way i won't back. retire that's good that's good gotta earn my bread yeah but uh no beast um wish you well obviously it was a tough decision i'm sure that you had to to make and uh you know rest assured that oh. you're in search <clears> of passion <throat> it's always a good decision to oh, yeah. to to make sure you can find it I wonder if he's looking for a, you know, a spot on a podcast. We, oh. we will definitely, uh, <laughs> accept a, him on a, here. There's a seat, seat open for Beast. Exactly. Uh, the Toronto Defiant also hosted a, uh, community cut for pride, uh, this past weekend mm-hmm. with a uh, solid representation, uh, not only, uh, sort of with some more local teams, but, uh, teams from, uh, supporters groups around the league. Um, the pride pretzels, uh, were the team that, uh, were victorious. It's a great name. Um, oh, it was, it was phenomenal, but the, I watched some of the action and it was, it was so competitive. It was so good. Um, I love that the Toronto defiant, uh, put on these, these professional events, uh, Toronto defiant, uh, are, you know, setting the stage as to how other teams can, can operate. I know there are other teams in the league that do some, something similar, but when we look at like the Vancouver Titans experience last year that we were part of, it was so discombobulated. Like it just wasn't a well-run experience. It didn't occur to me that Vancouver Titans were invested in the operation of the experience. They had brought in a partner who was supposed to be doing it, but that partner was just there as like, Hey guys connect. Um, it was awkward and at best, unfortunately, uh, maybe they've learned lessons if they were to try to do one again, but no Toronto defiant, I, I, I give you 
you know, huge, huge props for, for the event that you've put on. And again, pride pretzels is phenomenal, uh, phenomenal <laughs> yeah. play. Yep. Speaking of the Vancouver Titans, though, a couple things uh, that have uh, happened on their end. Uh, one thing that uh, I only just learned about, uh, Ani, and um, I don't know if I had, had, had mentioned it, uh, <clears throat> there were some organizational changes apparently prior to the start of the season. And why that's not big news is because hmm. the the person that, uh, that uh, left was not someone you would necessarily see um, you know, front house, like they weren't on social, but you would have heard him on our show. Um, Alfred, who had been sort of in charge of uh, team operations, uh, left the organization. And this was actually at the start of the season. Why do I share this news? Well, one, it explains, well, in some regard, why the team doesn't respond to me because that was the point of contact I had. Hmm. Like, I yeah. mean, I, I did not know. So, a culpa to the team for not responding because I haven't obviously been reaching out <clears> to <throat> great people. Um, but again, it's weird that who knows what's going on. Um, and then uh, as well, as far as uh, uh, jobs go, there was a posting for a social media uh, manager for the Vancouver Titans. So I'm not sure, entirely sure as to uh, um, what's going on there. Tristan, uh, who you might've heard us refer to before, as far as I know, he was, he was doing it or he's still doing it. Maybe he's moving on a different role. Um, but there is a job posting. If you want to work at the Vancouver Titans and feel social media is your wheelhouse. Um, yeah. Like <clears throat> we'll, we'll see, uh, what other news comes out. Like some of these news they, they don't have to share obviously, but. Oh, no, no. I'm not asking from the Nutella who's mm. left or anything like that. But no. Yeah. yeah. I share the Alfred news just cause he did join us as a guest a couple of times That's on the true. show. Um, he was our main point of contact. Like he was the person I was told to reach out to. Um, and having reached out to both the you know, sides of the organization, I hear back from the Toronto fan. I don't hear anything from the Vancouver Titans. Yeah. So, uh, Titans, they dropped some merch. If you like champion clothes, you can get a sweatshirt to, I think they have a hoodie, a shirt, some, uh, some sitters or sweats, uh, no jerseys, which upset quite a few people. And uh, questions were asked in uh, Titans Court, and staff have said that uh, while they can't get into the details, um, it has something to do with fanatics and production. <laughs> fanatics, even when they're out, they're still getting to us. Like, usually I throw shade over to, uh, you know, the Vancouver's organization side, but like, if it's fanatics, I, I, I'm not surprised. Well, I, this is the thing though like maybe it's quality like if it it could be quality control maybe the vancouver Titans are like no nah, man we're not selling that garbage like i we don't know we have absolutely no context but how is it that a team like the toronto defiant have had jerseys all season long they opened up their store i want to say it like before the season had started or shortly after the season had started you could get defiant jerseys you can get like two of them for like 50 bucks yeah you can't get a vancouver titans jersey now unless you go on like ebay yeah, we don't know, like, uh, you know, the headcounts each organization employs that deals with the day-to-day -day work within the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant organization. But I, I, I will put any money down on the fact that the uh, Toronto Defiant have more people. Yeah, yeah maybe. 100%. Uh, it, it is. <laughs> You know, ultimately though, just so weird that there are people like there's, there's people in discord, they're begging like, I want to give you money. I want a Jersey. Can I get a Jersey? You can't like, I don't know. I actually was considering going through and seeing of all the overwatch league teams, which teams can I not buy a Jersey for? Yeah. Cause that's it's, it's in, you think in the context of professional sport, that's weird. I'm not talking just like sports or traditional sports. I'm just saying sport. What is the number one thing people want to wear to represent their team? Uh, a fanny pack. Oh, uh, yeah. No, a maybe, maybe a fanny pack. Yeah, I mean, the, those uh, team jackets, aren't those like official league uh, gear? If they, they have are. those, why can't they get like, like the, the jerseys too? I don't I know. Don't well, know. like they said, there are some issues with fanatics. Maybe I not not yeah, the thing is, and I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to rag on the Titans in, in, in this particular case. It's just so surreal that we're midway through the season. Like when matches kick off this weekend, 
will have actually passed the halfway point and you still can't get a Vancouver Titans jersey. It's not like they changed the design. Maybe that's I mean, they, the they've changed though. Maybe they're calling to Fanatics and they they uh, they're not keeping up with league news and they're like, why is Fanatics not sending us the latest batch of uh, merchandise? Not even knowing that the league well, is okay. no longer with Fanatics. Um, just I'm occurred just... to yeah, maybe, but it just occurred to me: the Vancouver Titans had Circle K on their jersey last season, and the sponsorship has changed to some respect. Um, jerseys now uh, show Pizza Hut and right. Sportsnet. Might it have something to do with that? Could it come down to something as silly as a sponsorship activation? Oh, it definitely can. And yeah, it drawn? definitely can. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I, we have no clue. I follow the um, money. That's true. Yeah. All of the money. Uh, last but not least, the Bank for Titans announced uh, today uh, a Titans ambassador program called Team Helios. Uh, very light on details. Uh, essentially, though, if you were to go and sign up, uh, you're going to be asked to complete a form. And that form's going to ask you some questions about, uh, one, uh, who you are, your uh, education level, and the school you went to. Like, hey, I have a degree, and what school did you get it from? Which is really weird in my mind, but whatever. You did it? It's I data. don't. I don't recall putting down my school, but oh, well, okay. It, it was. It was there on that form. Okay. Um, you then have to go and share your social media, you know, profiles. Um, you don't. I don't believe all of them were required. But you have to provide right. them. Right. And uh, upon joining it, essentially you're, you're told that there's going to be contests and incentives and, and games and whatnot. If I were to hazard a guess, how this is going to work is one, you're signing up to the Helios program to give the Vancouver Titans your information and data. Data is important and valuable. Now, I don't know the school part, but they are asking for it. Now, what will then occur is when Team Helios sort of really spins up and becomes active, you're probably going to be sent on quests like, oh, share this video on social media, retweet this, um, record a video telling us that about this and why you love it so much. Like, think of it as like how a lot of the contests is out there, it's like retweet this, like this, um, tag a friend. That's what Team Helios, I'm going to expect will ask for you to do to then gamify and if you do these quests you collect points and those points can then sort of give you a leaderboard and ultimately get you in, involved i have no problem with bank for titans or any organization you know operating that way and i will in transparency uh, share that the vancouver canucks approached me a few years back to do something similar the difference though is that what the vancouver canucks did said hey chris we'd like you to do this and return we will provide you something and I said, sure. And so in all of those <clears> engagements, <throat> I hash marked it ad, which apparently they weren't as keen on, <laughs> but see, this is, this is the thing. I feel it's important to tell you when there is an ad at play or a promotion at play. Like I feel it's extremely important to be transparent in that regard. And I kind of wonder if it's what they're going to do with this might be something similar to what they were expecting with the Vancouver Canucks previously, but ultimately to help generate buzz. Time will tell. Um, you signed up. I did not. I so. did. I mean, they, uh, they told, uh, they asked if you're on social media and you play Overwatch. I, mm -hmm. I do both. So yeah. I did sign up. Yeah. I'm just, I'm a little more protective of, of my information. Yeah. They and already actually, have I my uh, email from before anyways. So. Well, see, this is what, what gave me pause. The fact it's asking for my, my education and the school I went to. Yeah. Cause like, to me, there's no reason why that information is important for what I feel they're looking for outside of intelligence or insight for them to gather essentially free research. And if there's something that I can stress to everyone who's listening, companies want to know everything they can about you because that information is the most valuable insight that they can possess and but, the more of it they have the better picture they can build or profile of you and in turn operationalize it so don't don't just give it away for free but Make i think sure you're uh, getting fair value for it corporations do this because they care about us right no yes most <laughs> all, all of them do in fact i read that i was actually going through the connects privacy policy um, and it, in fairness, the Vancouver Connects privacy policy is, is relatively straightforward. Like it's, it's written in, in mostly plain language, which is, I, I will applaud them, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you read it, there are a number of caveats as to what they plan on using your information for. Mm -hmm. And some of it is also with third parties. Anyhow, is what it is.
We'll take ourselves a short break here and grab a drink of water and hopefully not melt. It's time to dive into the fray. This weekend is going to be as hot in Overwatch League action as it is temperature-wise right now, Ani? Uh, I hope, because that'll be the <laughs> only like justification for this uh, heat wave. Yeah, so, I mean, you and I, being in, in Vancouver, West Coast, we're not accustomed to the sort of humidity and the heat that we're experiencing, which I know for those of you out east, maybe in Toronto or, or internationally, you'd be like, nah, man, that's nothing. Oh, it is so hot. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a convection oven right now. Um my cat's lying on her back, just like in front of the fan. And I'm Oof. like, man, I wish I could do that right now. I'm just looking at legs the and arms of flame. Yeah. I'm looking at the forecast. It's just going to get worse on the weekend, like 31, 32. Uh, and it's working at home. There's no escape. Like at least, you know, in the, the good old days, I used to be able to go into the office where there was air conditioning <laughs> and get away for, for like eight hours. Um, now it's like, I'm living in the, the, the condo oven that I, I reside in. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Overwatch League action, kicking the uh, summer showdown off are the uh, London Spitfire taking on the Paris Eternal in a match that won't be, well, I would presume not on ping because both teams are in uh, the EU. That is at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Friday, June 25th, followed by the Los Angeles Gladiators and the San Francisco Shock at 1.30 p.m. Pacific, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. We hours of the morning on Saturday, June 26th, the Hangzhou Spark take on uh, the Los Angeles Valiant, followed by the Seoul Dynasty and the Chengdu Hunters, and then the Guangzhou Charts and the New York Excelsior. And if you happen to not want to wake up early to watch that match, you can watch it on Encore, <laughs> following at 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. The uh, match on Saturday to kick things off in NA, London Spitfire uh, get beat by the San Francisco Shock. The Florida Mayhem take on the Toronto Defiant, as we already talked about, and the Vancouver Titans take on the Boston Uprising. Uh, Hangzhou Sparks, Seoul Dynasty kick off things Sunday morning. Chengdu Hunters, Guangzhou Charge, New York Excelsior, LA Valiant, and for some reason, that's the match that'll be on Encore. Yay! Wants to see more Valiant. Kicking, uh, for you know, for the fans in Los Angeles, obviously, right? That's all those fans that are yeah. still in Los Angeles watching the Valiant. Uh, Los Angeles Gladiators take on the Paris Eternal Noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, followed by the Uprising Mayhem and the Toronto Defiant Vancouver Titans to wrap the weekend up. As far as matches other than the Defiant and Titans, ones we will be watching, I'm not going to lie. I struggle mm-hmm. to suggest. I mean, I think the maybe Friday. Yeah. I think Paris is a bit fair. It's somewhat compelling. Could be nice. I mean, I think Paris takes this. And and Glad's shock, I think, has potential. I mean, shock, we're not sure where they're at right now. Yeah, that's, Glad's, they're that, doing a little bit better. That's especially why you're going to uh, tune for this one. Los Angeles Gladiators and shock seems like a good game to watch. And outside of Florida Mayhem versus Toronto Defined, which also is pretty enticing, uh, regardless of your you know, whether you're a fan or not of the Toronto Defiant, maybe Seoul against Chengdu can be a nice one, but that we don't get yeah. that on Encore. So, I'm no, gonna, well, I mean, we could wake up. Oh, crazy VOD, early. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Probably watch the VOD. Right. And I mean, Hongzhou and uh, Seoul might be a good one. Hongzhou started yeah. to turn things around. Yeah. But as far as matches go this weekend, I'm not as many. Oh, yeah, I'm going to tune into this one. Sure. Which is unfortunate. I, you know, there's a lot of parity in the in the league, but the difficulty is that there are still some significant differences between tiers, and when mm-hmm. those sort of different tiers face off against each other, plus you yeah. have the regional divide, and your the pools of teams yeah. that can play each other is all already dwindling. So, yeah, I mean that's it's it's unfortunate that that's sort of how things are. Um, Obviously, the pandemic is is one of the the main drivers. I would imagine it'll be interesting to see what the next season of Overwatch League action will be like. Presuming there is a next season of Overwatch League action, mm-hmm. hero pools non-existent. Summer showdown. All heroes are in play. Um, there are uh, slightly different maps that are in rotation. So 
I mean, if you want to check that out, it's on overwatchleague.com. Uh, but uh, the most important thing, and I, I stress this, the most important thing, everyone needs to get your picks in for the uh, Pick'ems, Overwatch League Pick'ems. And again, That's it is a great. fresh a fresh tournament to to sign up for and compete. Um, if you haven't created your Pick'ems account yet, it's never too late. You can join the RSP leaderboard and you can face off against the likes of Ani, who uh, he triumphed last uh, last time around. Hell yeah, I did. Have my but make sure you get those uh, trophy and everything. Yeah, the big trophy, huge yeah. trophy, huge, super duper massive trophy. <laughs> um, there were a few changes though over the course of the past week. Uh, San Francisco Shock uh, released a, a guy. A, is it a gape? I think um, agape. Agape. Okay, uh, he was assistant coach, and I'm. I'd like to say I'm surprised, but the San Francisco Shock have not been performing as they used to. And if we consider how they performed in the June Joust, not so good. So, I mean, I guess you could sort of say uh, changes there make some sense, but. Mm, I don't know. Maybe he's uh, looking to go to another team in a better position, but it's not like there are any openings. Well, no, that's the thing. There, there are yeah. they're few and far between. Um, speaking of openings, the London Spitfire have added Spillo as an assistant coach. So that one's uh, closed. <laughs> uh, and then uh, a, a sort of more recent and, and uh, late-breaking change was the Hangzhou Spark uh, announcing that uh, Godsby is uh, no longer with the team. Yeah, which... I've, I've been seeing like some rumblings around that maybe a Titans is a good destination for oh, him, but there, there's nothing that actually links him there. But well, okay, if, I'm not gonna. The Vancouver Titans can can find ways to improve. Yeah, is DP is like adding Godsby gonna help? Yeah, them like maybe, but not. I, I feel they have bigger problems. Yeah. than DPS. Maybe if they want like a, a strictly hit scan player outside of Lingzer, I don't know, or maybe just to bring someone in for Teru to, you know, feel more uh, to have like a Korean teammate. Maybe, otherwise, uh, not sure. Yeah. Um, but if teams were wanting to to make changes, uh, the trade deadline is fast approaching. July 29th, six p.m. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern is when the trade deadline hits. All trains must be in the books in the league office by that time. What's different from seasons past, however, is while there is a trade deadline at 6 p.m. Pacific on July 29th, 9 p.m. Eastern for those out east, mm-hmm. free agency exists forever. <laughs> Even after the league is done and over, right? Yeah. Teams like can I, still sign them. Like a player like Decay, so long as he's a free agent, can join at any point until the season is done. <laughs> Until his contract like, is decayed. Right. I guess in, in, in the context of trades, okay, team A trades player to team B, and there's like, you know, an agreement. Now, if team B wants player A after the trade deadline, uh, does that first team cut them? And then everyone's like, I, I don't understand the free agency part existing forever. I understand they're they're quite trying to build in the possibility that, you know, players could could fall ill and many of the teams are running you know tight rosters i i respect that but there it just i don't know i i think there needs to be more structure to to what can be done and what's allowed and i understand the league is still sort of immature in its development like when we think of other sort of mature leagues where they have deadlines the deadlines are applicable sort of across the board like you should be able to build an organization and have it structured well enough um that you have players and depth available to you in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And whether that's through an Academy program, um, contenders teams, whether it's a much larger bench, um, so long as teams can run tight rosters where they run the league minimum and the league minimum as low as it is, I feel the free agency existing forever is probably a requirement. So then why do you have a trade deadline? Yeah. That's, I don't know. Maybe they just prevent- don't want teams abusing the system or something like that. Oh, I'm, yeah, no, maybe that's the case. There's that, oh, yeah, you know, team at the bottom is going to be like, you know what? Sure, you can take all of our players for the playoffs. We're out of them. Like, 
okay, maybe that's the problem. Then why not, why not have the deadline a little bit further down the road eh, is what it is. Um, speaking of the game though, uh, there is a patch that uh, came out, that patch uh, pushed out crossplay beta. So the crossplay beta is live though. There are reports that uh, people experiencing crossplay are finding themselves on entirely different servers. Uh, apparently Custa, uh, was uh, playing in Korea. Yeah. And just interesting. At first, like people thought that this, uh, patch, uh, eliminated regions and soft locked them and you couldn't no longer like play with other people or just, but the, what they did is they unified the entire battle net, uh, framework. So it's now just a huge pool and the mm-hmm. servers then like figure out what is the closest, um, server to you and you no longer can like select from a launcher if you want to play like let's say on on the asian servers or on the eu servers you can no longer do that so that's what they did uh we saw some minor fixes uh, get put through including one that no longer allows diva to kill you between uh, her and a wall and a remake yeah. i found those um, adjustments uh for console players were kind of interesting where they uh um, reverted uh, like nerfs to Bob and turrets that they normally enjoyed on console, and now having crossplay uh, added, so they are now it's buffed possible. back. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, kind of unfortunate yeah. to, for them, but yeah. But the thing that I found most interesting is apparently um, turrets um, and in some characters went on platforms yield less damage huh on platforms like if go, only, oh if they move on yeah like on plat so if you go through they weren't they were essentially it was parody 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 now it might be related like i don't know the console ecosystem what it was like so maybe mm. that's what they're talking about but like anna was apparently dealing less damage if she happened to be on a platform a torb turret was dealing less damage if it happened to be on a platform a sim turret was on like there were essentially your, your damage output was lowered if you happen to be on a platform, which yeah. again is kind of, kind of weird. Uh, but the big news out of the patch outside of crossplay beta, which I guess is big news is, uh, Ash's deadlock challenge is live. Mm-hmm. Essentially it's a uh, cosmetics, uh, that you can earn by winning matches and they've adjusted how the winning works. Essentially it used to be you won nine matches and you got stuff. You now need to win or lose or play, um, many more matches essentially each level is like 10 points yeah and you earn more points for wins so potentially if you lose everything it's like I think 10 matches you're still getting at each level but before you had to win those and uh yeah now it's just playing yeah. so i mean you might play more and get them or you might win and, and get them but just it is a little bit different uh also if you happen to watch overwatch uh, action on twitch and have drops enabled um, you can win sprays. And again, it's kind of weird that, um, like that stuff's on Twitch, not on YouTube, which is where <laughs> like the esports side of, of blizzard has an yeah. agreement with, I guess the overwatch itself is not still tied to YouTube strictly. So no, I, I know, but like, yeah, they it have is this weird. <laughs> big esports agreement with YouTube. So well eh. and youtube does drops now enjoy all, well, all old platforms i guess and they also came Actually, up with with the comic right for the deadlock Rebels. yeah it's coinciding with the the new uh mm-hmm. graphic novel yep but there you go uh, that's everything in a nutshell we've got a whole lot of overwatch league action uh this uh, weekend we've got stuff going on in both vancouver and well toronto uh we've got uh, the rsp pickums that everyone needs to sign up for get those picks locked in before it's too late and uh a game with uh challenges to play some of the actually the the sprays are, are pretty cute uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the ash skin it's not too shabby itself i like how bob looks in this one especially like Ash yeah. is fine. Bob looks crazy. Good. Bob, Bob. But the problem is, I never like I play Mystery Heroes. If I get Bob, it's <laughs> a miracle. Yeah, I have the Golden Bob. He's so fabulous. But uh, but as we do with every episode, uh, we share some wise words of wisdom. And Omni, uh, do you have any that you can impart on our listeners? Sons in four. Hmm. Is that wisdomous? Oh, you should uh, Google the video to see the full wisdom, but I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, My words of wisdom, stay hydrated. Your body 
is made up of a lot of water and you need to replenish that reservoir regularly, especially in the summer and in times of extra heat. Mm -hmm. I am so thirsty right now and I'm sweating. Yeah. My bottle is empty too. (laughs) Like I, I need to get out of this convection oven. I call it in, which, uh, you know, the season might be over by the time we start to recording from my new studio, but I do hope I'll actually be able to open up the door and have fresh air come blowing in. <laughs> That's yeah. We have a small one that sits in the living room. I might just get another one. It works well yeah. for that particular room. But uh, anyhow, if you happen to uh, want to stay in touch with Omni and I, the best place to find us is RSP Discord uh, to join. It's discord.io slash ReadySetPwn. But we're also on uh, social media. All of them, ReadySetPwn. You can find us mostly on Twitter. We'll be back next week with another show, obviously, to recap the Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant and the Battle of Canada Part 2, as well as their matches against the Boston Uprising and the Florida Mayhem. And maybe we'll talk a little bit about the results of the staff match. And any other news that might happen between now and then. So on behalf of Omni at Omni Strife, myself, Chris at Lightforce, I'm going to sign off this episode with those magical words of catchphrase. <laughs>